to just make the kids feel safe that it it is okay to have worries mm. i think that's that's an important thing just to, i think as parents we and carers we we try to be the superhero a lot of the time which is natural and uh, we can't show to our kids that we're feeling vulnerable we're feeling worried we're feeling um, but but i don't actually think that's healthy i think the kids need to need to be reassured that um, we're not so different to them in that we we do struggle we do have worries Hi, this is Julie Hyde. Thanks for joining me on Making Account, a podcast dedicated to inspiring leaders and business owners to be even better leaders, to create a great culture, empower their people, and be more productive. So let's get into it. For over 25 years, Rick Foster forged a career as a successful copywriter. 20 of those were part owner and founder of Tank, a creative agency that strived to make meaningful difference through their work. But then Rick had a mental breakdown, suffering severe anxiety, which made him relook at everything, his family, his life and his career. What was the hardest time of his life also became the happiest as he reignited his passion for writing through pursuing something that he had wanted to do since having the first of his two beautiful daughters write picture books. Drawing on his own experience and the struggles both of his daughters experienced with anxiety, he wrote and self-published his first picture book, Why Worry Wally, to help kids talk about and cope with their worries and anxiety. Rick is a strong advocate for mental health, in particular anxiety in children and men, and passionate about destigmatizing issues around mental health. This podcast is super relevant right now with what we are experiencing. There's been so much disruption to children's lives because of this pandemic, and it has really impacted their worries and anxiety levels. This podcast is full of pragmatic tips to assist you with how to normalize anxiety and encourage your kids to talk about it. We chat about what drove Rick to write Why Worry Wally how Why Worry Wally helps normalize anxiety for children, what to do if your child does raise that they are feeling anxious or worried, and why it's okay for parents not to be the superhero in every situation. So please do share this podcast with those you know with kids as it could help make a huge difference to their world. Um, as Rick shares, you can purchase his book via his website and a percentage of the sales is donated to Kids Helpline. So please enjoy my chat with Rick. Rick, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's a pleasure to have you on. And I'm really looking forward to talking to you about this very important topic and something that I think is incredibly relevant given what we're going through at the moment. So I'm keen to jump into it. Me too. Good. All right. So I'd love you to share with our listeners a little bit about your background and what led you here to where you are today. No worries. Um, Well, I've always wanted to be a writer from when I went through school. Um, So that moved into myself being a copywriter. So uh, I started off in advertising uh, a long time ago. (laughs) <laughs> Just I decided after uh, a bit of to and froing it that wasn't quite right for me. 
So I thought, oh, well, I'll just go out by myself. So I started freelance writing. That was back in 92. After about five years, I was able to convince my wife, um, who was a graphic designer at the time, to join me in um, and create a business together. So we started a, it was a design studio back then and morphed into a sort of creative agency brand studio over the years. And that grew. So we had that for 20 years. Um, I'd always suffered at times with worries and anxiety. Uh, it was kind of always there under the surface. Um, I, it's a bit of writer's angst as well, mm. which uh, which I later discovered as I sort of worked through <laughs> a few issues when I, um, yeah, when the anxiety actually started to get to a point where I needed to do something. And I, I was a typical person that even though I could talk about anything, I couldn't talk about my anxiety or worries to anyone apart from my wife. Mm. That included my partners and the staff, staff at work, um, mm. my family, friends. Mm. So it kind of hit home when I actually decided, no, I have to do something. So, so I took um, some time off um, and put up my hand and said, look, I've, you know, I really need to deal with this. And so then I started to seek help um, with Dennis, who I still still talk to after seven years, so mm. eight years. Um, so, yeah, that sort of led me on a path to uh, reevaluate kind of my life a bit and what what I was really passionate about. And during that time, I decided to actually take some more time off work and do a picture book writing course uh, because from when I had my – I've got two girls – and uh, yeah, when I started to um, read to them, uh, picture books I loved writing, reading like Harry McClary, um, yeah. you know, the Gruffalo, all of those that really uh, ignited my passion for writing within that space. But I actually never had the headspace to actually do anything about it. So ironically, when I took time off through my own anxiety, mm. that's when I decided to actually sort of pursue picture book writing. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then sort of, so over this time, I then uh, eventually, uh, moved out of tank because I, that was for business, decided yeah. that, um, that, uh, you know, I just needed a clean break and I really focused on my, my, um, my writing picture books. And that's when, uh, Why Worry Wally was sort of, uh, started. Yeah. Like I, and that was about five years ago. So there was a process to get through. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I then um, yeah I did a Kickstarter campaign to raise the money because I decided that I wanted to uh, publish the book. Yeah, um, went through the normal things of trying to publish it myself uh, uh, through publishers. Sorry, didn't quite work, so I thought I'll I'll self-publish it. Um, did the Kickstarter campaign, and and now the the book is is there in print. Absolutely. And it's a gorgeous looking book. And um, I'll share with the show notes how people can get a copy of your book as well. Um, but thank you for sharing your story. And it's, it's really interesting how when we, I suppose, sometimes hit that level of, um, you know, whether it's anxiety or if we feel like we hit rock bottom, it's like we, we really reassess what's important to us. Mm. and yep. what we really want to do with our lives. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, it, and as I said, it was something for me, it was, and it's different for everyone, but for mm. me it was something that just built up over time. Mm. It was more about take 
taking on roles that, um, you know, weren't really part of my DNA. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was kind of a bit of a discovery of myself to kind of go through this, you know, mm. and I, at the time I, I saw anxiety as the enemy. I then learnt over time to think of it as a gift is what, mm. what I call it, and it's actually there to um, to help us sort of, you know, stop for a minute and say, look, something is actually worrying you. Yes. Um, you know, so you need to kind of start to really look inside and talk to yourself and try to work out what that is um, mm. um, but actually in a way embrace it rather than push it away because then you mm. get into this cycle of, you know, I used to get angry at the anxiety and then that would uh, not make things better, it would make yeah. things worse and, um, yeah. and I just decided for for myself, for my family, um, I, you know, the business, I needed to I needed to really take control of, of it and do something about it. Mm. Mm. And um, like you say, like we all have it. It's always there, isn't it? But it, it's how mm. we deal with it that makes a difference, which is um, what you're trying to instill through Why Worry What? why worry wally with children so can you tell us a bit about that and a a bit about the story and and i understand that you know you loved reading the books to your your children but was there anything in particular that triggered this type of picture book for you yeah for sure so um yeah so i obviously went through my own experience with anxiety Mm. um my two daughters also went through uh different periods of anxiety um mm. my oldest daughter uh she was very, she was kind of similar to me and that worries had sort of started to build up over over time to the to the point that she had trouble sleeping or she uh, she had trouble going to school at times mm. so so we we were very aware of obviously anxiety and worries at the time through yeah. my experience yeah um so so we we went to get help um for her and that was fantastic and I think and that that was really important to kind mm-hmm. of go yeah we need to we need to get help and be open mm-hmm. about that yeah um so my, then my other daughter unfortunately at our school our primary school we went through a um a, a bomb hoax scare it was a period of time a number of years ago where there was these hoaxes going around at primary schools oh. so she got involved with that um to the point where at the time after it happened, she seemed to be okay and a couple of weeks later then she started to have real issues with, again, sleeping, nightmares, um, didn't want to go outside by herself, uh, all of those sort of things. So we needed to then get help uh, again for a a totally different type of sort of anxiety and and worry for her. So, So with those experiences, it was sort of very, it was bubbling away in my in, in the back of my mind. So uh, that's where really Why Worry Wally came out of wanting to write a book um, that could be of real help and meaning to kids. So mm. something that's fun, that, that that is great to read, but also can have a message which can really sort of be, be helpful. And, you know, I got quite passionate. Uh, I've been quite passionate over a number of years of really getting the message out there about talking about our worries and anxiety. Mm. whether it's adults or whether it's kids. Um, so that's where the, the book came from. So um, as I said, I, I love rhyme. Uh, it's 
it's not always the easiest to to write with picture books, which is what I was told in the course, but yeah. it was always sort of a passion of mine. Yeah. Um, so that's where I sort of started from. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the, so the book really deals with this character, Wally, who has normal worries uh, that everyone does and all the kids do, normal things around, you know, going to school and maybe wetting the bed and, and all of those type of normal worries. But his worries then start to get a bit out of control. And, and the book is about when, when those sort of worries start to build up, um, what do you do? Do you, you know, what are the techniques that you can do to help yourself? And, uh, and along the way, he has his little friend, Pug, who is, is actually, it's his friend, but it's, it represents the voice in his head. And, uh, that voice that we all have that's telling yeah. us, uh, you know, look, you're not feeling okay, you, you, you but, but try to be a bit more positive about things or, um, he doesn't want to listen to Pug at the start. Mm. But eventually he does, and that sort of switches his whole attitude and focus towards sort of moving moving forward. So, um, yeah, to the point where he can then start to cope with his worries. Uh, Pug gives him some nice techniques as to as to how to how to deal with with his worries and and anxiety. So, um, oh, yeah. such a gorgeous story, and it's so beautifully illustrated. Like it's just gorgeous to, yeah. to look through. And it's interesting that you say like that writing the picture book isn't easy because when you're reading it, you think, oh, this is great, and you know, and it everything rhymes, like you say. <laughs> Thank good, Leo. Well, thankfully, you were creative to begin with and copywriter good with words. <laughs> so um, I'm sure that helped you along the way because I'm pretty sure I would not be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, well, as you say, the, the, the words are one thing, but you alluded to the, um, the illustrations, which mm. are just stunning. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that was the other half of the book. So, yeah. so when, I, um, when I first tried to, to get it published, uh, you, you go to a publisher without an illustrator. Um, mm. That didn't work. So when I decided to self-publish, uh, I, I didn't know whether Jackie would be interested. I've known Jackie for over 20 years. She did university with my wife. So um, she's now a, a, a well-known artist, does beautiful, fine pencil work with her artwork. Yeah. Um, so I knew that how great of a illustrator she was. And mm. luckily she said, Yes, she was quite passionate about the subject herself. And, uh, you know, so without Jackie, the, the book wouldn't have been, uh, she brought it to life and she brought Wally to life. I mean, she created the whole quirky personality look of Wally. Yeah. Uh, she came up with the idea of Pug to represent the, the voice in uh, in his head. So, yeah, without, without Jackie, um, definitely Wally would have been, um, you know, what he's become today, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. So if um, if dialogue does come out of this with the kids um, after reading it and, you know, parents really do understand like you did with your girls, okay, there's something bigger here that we need to deal with and get help, is, is that what you are suggesting to do or is it just really... First of all, just opening up that dialogue and just making it safe for the for the kids to speak about their worries and normalising it, like you say. Yeah, yeah, that's really the the first point of call. I mean, mm. 
Um, having having that opportunity to start discussions around these things, I mean, it's a sensitive subject. Mm. Um, as I said, I, I could actually talk about anything. I've always been fairly open with my emotions and that sort of thing. I've never considered myself to be a blokey bloke or anything. Mm. But um, talking about my worries, um, I, I just I couldn't. There was just something that was stopping me. Mm. Um, and uh, once I did, it was amazing the change of attitude, how all of a sudden you go from no choices to a whole lot of choices. Um, it's a total change of mindset, yeah. uh, and uh, and it's so important then I, for for kids if you if if you're feeling like that there is maybe some issues or that the, the kids aren't really opening up or talking to have at least some way of getting them to articulate because especially you know a picture book it's aimed four to eight year olds yeah. so so a four or five year old. Uh, is not going to be able to articulate things as as well as maybe a seven eight year old, and even mm. the idea around worries is still a difficult one to talk about. Yeah, but just having sort of some little triggers that can help sort of um, start up that conversation about you know uh, you know looking at those sort of worries that maybe uh, Wally has, or or looking at those techniques about you know eating healthily and you know, plenty of exercise and mm. just those sort of things to be able to, um, you know, gently have that conversation. Mm. But but again, if you feel like there is an underlying issue that's still, you know, things aren't improving or, you know, it's getting to a point where you feel like they really do need to talk to uh, a professional, then, yeah, definitely it's the, the best thing you can do. Yes. Um, you know, and, and it shouldn't be any stigma around that. No, no. And your book actually supports the Kids Helpline. Yeah, so that was when I decided on the theme and what I wanted to do mm. with, the, with the book, I really wanted to, again, have the book live on past just reading the, the pages. I wanted it to um, support a charity that was um, involved within this space. So uh, Kids Helpline was a was an obvious one for me to to talk to and you know thankfully they really got behind the book and um and endorsed the book and yeah so a, so a percentage of sales from every book goes to uh, donate to kids helpline to help their yeah. work and you know at, at a time like this um <laughs> when I wrote the book or when <laughs> I started writing the book five years ago I could never have envisaged that we would be in a period like 2020 that we've had I know I was just about to say that I mean I know you didn't write the book for now for this time but 2020 bushfires and COVID and you know the kids have had so much disruption through that yeah and you know parents are incredibly stressed a lot of people you know have lost their jobs and um, people don't know what's going to happen after September for example you know with the whole job keeper thing so there's a lot of stress and anxiety around the covid and then the kids having to be homeschooled i know a lot of my friends who have kids um, their kids are really confused by that because yeah. it's like their parents are trying to teach them and they just openly say you're not my teacher um why are you trying to make me do this? It's just, it's confusing for them. And, and then also they're removed 
from their friends. Yeah. So, you know, in the lockdown situation, they're in, they can't play with their friends. So there's so much going on for them. Yeah, it's an incredibly, incredibly difficult time. And, and again, to try to work out through all of that, you know, um, dealing with the, the normal amount of, of, of worries and challenges that kids have to sort of then have this extra layer mm. of layer. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it is. It is a tough time. So it's a tough time for, for kids and tough time for parents and carers to be able to sort of navigate your way through that as well. Yeah. So I think this book is a fabulous resource to, as you say, just open up that conversation and really try and normalise it mm. for them because there's probably layer on layer now of, of worries for them to deal yeah. with in their minds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So get, getting that awareness out about talking about it, um, being open to it, um, and then, yeah, having that extra connection with kids helpline. So, you know, I, I, I know themselves at 2019, I think one in four uh, kids presented to them and anxiety was the major reason as to why they presented out yeah. of all of it. So I can only imagine um, what it's like now mm. from from that point of view. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I've always been, or well, I haven't always been, but I've been on a mission to really change the culture of busy that we have loved to adopt in the Western world and we're very proud of being busy mm. and um, I know there's been a lot of um, child psychologists, specialists who have said, you know, this whole busyness that we're creating isn't great for the kids because they don't get any downtime, they don't get any playtime, they're always, you know, in front of a screen or they've just got busy little lives running around everywhere and doing so much. Yep. And I remember when I delivered a keynote, um, a couple of people came up and said that, they had sat their mother down and said that they were really concerned about it because all she talked about was busy and all she was was busy and um, they were concerned for her. And I, I sort of thought, um, well, at least they have the language to be able to have that conversation mm. with um, the parents. But, of course, kids don't necessarily have that language. So... Do you think that the whole busyness thing does contribute to kids feeling anxious? Yeah, totally, totally. Mm. I think, I think with with busy, um, it's related to time. So it's just mm. it's it's not having and and you can have time and you can have quality time. Mm. So it's it's that ability for us just to actually slow down and be really present with our mm. kids mm. Um, and I, I know that was a that was a big thing that hit me when I went through my um, my period of anxiety and when I was uh, talking about it with Dennis I, I realized how much I was there with my kids but I wasn't there you know what what really struck me the most and probably why I was also as passionate as ever to write a book a picture book was it was those times actually when I was reading the picture books with my girls who were quite young then mm. um, and I'd, I'd come out of that and think what was I actually reading what was yeah. I actually so and there was plenty of those type of moments that I had um, mm. uh, you know and that's where that busyness gets so I was there reading to them but I'm thinking about 
I've got to do this and what about that and I've got to that that has been a total mind shift that I've gone through yeah um, about being really you know um, I know mindfulness is a is a bit of a buzzword in our lives now but it's really yeah. true about just being mindful of where you are and being in that moment and I think mm. that's the most important thing you can do with your kids mm. so not only just to enjoy the moments but to also be there to really be aware of what they're going through and mm. and and what they're saying to you so mm. you actually really listen to it mm. and don't yeah. just <laughs> come out of it thinking okay um what, what was I doing just then? yeah what is what just happened yeah and that's hard that's hard for people with busy lives mm. um uh, whether that's work or or anything just to have that um give that time to yourself to actually slow down mm. and then you're giving that time for your kids as well yeah because that that's a really good point because I know uh, you know speaking to a lot of people throughout the COVID situation where we've gen we've we've been forced to slow down Yep. And we've been forced to spend time with the family. And so a gift um, from this for some people has been that they've got to know their kids again and they've really got to understand the values of their children. And, um, you know, they're doing things as a family, which I yeah. think is, is fantastic as well. So, yeah. And I certainly don't proclaim to understand the challenges with children because, you know, I don't have kids, but, um, you know, from listening to others and, you know, just understanding the enormous challenges, it's, um, you know, something that unfortunately the anxiety with children is something that, that the, the parents or the carers do need to be aware of and um, try to work through with them. Yeah. Rick, what what would be your biggest piece of wisdom that you could share with our listeners on this? And how can people get a copy of Why Worry Wally? And um, also, where can they get access to the fabulous resources that you have on your website? Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> probably the biggest thing that um, out of going through this whole experience and and in talking to the kids is is to just make the kids feel safe that it it is okay to have worries mm. i think that's that's an important thing just to, i think as parents we and carers we we try to be the superhero a lot of the time which is natural and uh we can't show to our kids that we're feeling vulnerable we're feeling worried we're feeling um but but I don't actually think that's healthy. I think the kids need to need to be reassured that um, we're not so different to them in that we we do struggle, we do have worries. So it's it's okay for us to talk about them, obviously within context. Mm. But but it's okay for them to feel like they do have. It's okay to have worries. It's very normal. I think that, that's where I sort of started about this sort of normalising worry. So it kind of removes that that stigma about you know got to be got to be bulletproof and and uh, you'll be okay. You know, don't worry about that. Um, you know, I think it's it's so important that kids feel like yes, it's okay, it's okay. 
and to feel safe. And when you're feeling in that sort of safe environment, that's when you could also open up and start, and they can start talking about things that are going on in their in their lives. And you can look for those cues and and those mm. sort of things, and um, you know, and and then have that really um, sort of honest conversations with them, which are you know, which are so important. I think in terms of you know. For kids just going through there, just to have that open communication uh, mm. in that type of environment is, uh, you know, such a, a positive thing. Absolutely. Uh, for kids. Yeah, absolutely. I love that the parents or the carers not having to be like a superhero and just pretend that things are okay all the time. Yeah, and don't mm. be afraid to ask for help. Mm. You know, I think it, it's certainly a lot better. I, I know even... You know, a few years ago, when um, when my oldest daughter we needed to seek help, there, there was definitely you know a stigma around then about you know oh you know not wanting to talk about getting counselling and that sort of thing. Um, I have seen a change, which is great. Yeah, uh, in that acceptance that it's yeah. okay, and you know, and that that and that's come through from you know obviously parents feeling more comfortable about it. You see a, a lot of um, you know that your sports people and and all the like who, you know, are, are starting to break down that that barrier. So I think I think out of this, I mean, that's the greater conversation to be had that mm. that um, that it that it is it's okay to put up your hand and mm. uh, for ourselves and for people that you care about mm. um, to say, yeah, look, you know, we they do need help. It's and those conversations and start other conversations. Yeah. So. So, you know, it's sort of that, it was the same thing for me when I came out and people who knew me um, thought, gee, he's gone through that. And all of a mm. sudden I would get somebody else to say, oh, look, I'm having, I'm, I'm struggling a bit. Um, can we have a chat? Um, and then, you know, so it's the same with, it's the same with the, with the kids as well, with the parents looking after the kids, that, you know, the, the more open you can be about that. Uh, the more people feel like, you know, they, they can get help. And it's not just because if you don't do, I think that the other piece of advice is do something. Yes. Just, just don't, don't, don't just sit on it. And, um, you know, th there are those choices. Um, mm. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's a lot better to be doing something about it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I agree. I agree. So um, where can people get a copy so you can purchase the book a number of ways. So um, you can purchase it direct through my website, which is rickfoster.com.au, R-I-C-K-Foster.com.au. There you just click through to you'll see Why Worry Wally and you can purchase it direct through there. Yep. Um, it's uh, It's been picked up by a number of independent bookstores and, and shops, which is great. So... Uh, there's a there's a listing on my on my website too about where you can pick up and by all means go into a bookstore and ask for why worry wally and if they if they don't have it then um, you know they'll get hopefully onto me and uh, and that's another great way to get wally out there. Absolutely. Uh, it's also available through all of the online platforms as well. So so Amazon and Booktime. Okay, great. You know, book great. So. Mm. Yeah, and so you've got some really good resources there too. Yeah. So again, thanks to Jackie. Um, 
when COVID first uh, started and we all went into lockdown, she wanted to do something positive again for the kids. So she created these um, awesome worksheets. So they're, they're, they're for um, kids to be able to, so you can get those from my website as well, just download them for free. Um, and they're great for colouring in. So they're, But there's some really nice scenarios. They kind of have a, a messaging again around the worries and, and some specifically around, you know, um, being good at this time and, you know, good hygiene and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but they're also a good way of, one, for fun, but also, again, for kids, another way of being able to express maybe some of their, their worries as well. They can do it through through drawing and, and through uh, through writing down some things. So, yeah, mm. so they're, they're a great resource. And also, again, if, um, you know, Kids Helpline has been a great supporter yeah. of the book. So I, I, I push them out as much as I can. So mm. uh, you can go online to kidshelpline.com.au um, yeah. and you can also call 1-800-551-800. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. Uh, Thank you. I will share the links out with the show notes so that people can just easily click on them as well. That's a great number for people to have um, in their mind too and um, maybe to write down. Yeah, and they're, they're great. They're, they're, you know, it's all anonymous obviously. They, um, uh, you can call in or you go on the website and there's a whole lots of different resources. But, um, mm. but I know it's a great resource for, for, for kids of, you know, they cater for sort of the full spectrum of, of age mm. groups and, yep. um, you know, they have, they have counsellors uh, there ready to, to talk, you know, mm. you know, 24-7. So, yeah, it's a great resource to have. Amazing. So, Rick, thank you so much. It's been wonderful um, speaking with you and I really admire what you have done to benefit so many children out there but also the parents and carers as well because it's going to help them enormously to um, work through Why Worry Wally with their kids and, you know, really try and open up that dialogue and make it a safe space for their children as you've um, as you've highlighted. So I'm really grateful for your time and um, thank you for sharing your story with us too. Oh, no, thank you. It's been, uh, it's been great chatting to you. Thanks for listening. And I hope that you have gained some great ideas and feel inspired to get out there and make what you do count for your leadership, your business and your life. Please do leave a review for this podcast and please share it with your network. Send any feedback or suggestions for future guests by emailing me julie at juliehide.com.au. For now, let's get out there and make it count.